0: our future depending you are wrong all of you are wrong to turn our backs on the rest of the world
1: We let the fear of our discovery stop us from doing what is right no more
2: is this your game oh. I cannot stay here I cannot
0: What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense. I am Tavares Ferguson, aka Ferg, joined with my co-hosts Buff and Rozzy. Fellas, tell them what's on your mind.
2: Well, I I know this might end up being a heavy episode, so I'm just gonna start with something a little light. Uh Cobra Kai is pretty awesome. I'm definitely glad Netflix picked it up. Uh YouTube did a pretty good job of it. It it's a lot of fan service. Um it's funny, I, I made Haley watch The Karate Kid maybe two, three weeks ago, the original one, not the the remake, and she actually liked it. So she's going to go and actually watch uh, Cobra Kai now because she kind of will get the references. But it's it's full of fan service, man. It's it's well-written. It's a little high school drama-y, but even <laughs> with that, it, it's really good. So, um, yeah, I wanted to start on the high note uh as we go to the low notes and i'll just talk about my personal experience with sticks so right before we were recording we had to push this back and uh right before we started recording uh ferg asked me how was my lunch at sticks i went to sticks it was pretty good the food was great but uh the kids were a little disappointed because our little hibachi dude he um he missed a little volcano and and train skit that they always do with the hibachi. And Sophie was like, man, we got we got uh gypped like we, we need some of our money back because he didn't do the volcano. Like she she was serious about that. She did not like that. They didn't do the volcano.
0: Well, maybe the CDC said they couldn't do the volcano.
2: <laughs> Whatever, man. Mm-hmm. Look, this is the first time that we have gone and sat at a restaurant. You know, with yeah, the kids I'm, I'm in surprised. five months, they were, they were excited and this was what restaurant they chose. Cause they loved the hibachi, you know, them, the fire and them cooking in front of them and stuff. Um, he didn't do the little toss the, the chicken, which I, I assume that probably might be the CDC saying, Hey, you can't be throwing food uh, at people in the middle of the, um, the, the entertainment. But uh, yeah, it was, it was a very slim down hibachi experience. And so if you guys are thinking about doing hibachi during this COVID thing, I'd probably wait.
0: So well, it was more of a hibachi? Did they botch the hibachi? Yeah, it was a hibachi, not a was whole it, hibachi. Was it
2: fairly empty in there? It was, it was. So we had a whole hibachi to ourselves. Okay. Like, And so that that's how they're doing it. Is um, which might be why you know, you're know you not getting the best service because the guy kind of knows it, it's three of us there i'm ordering like kids and, and mine and that's all, all the tip that he's gonna get so he's like yeah i'm just gonna cook this food real quick and go on to the next person so maybe that was it but um yeah it was it was it was pretty empty in there i think they had five hibachis kind of working uh, and then they were just I think they were they're more so worried about table flips, which, you know, in a hibachi, they don't do that as much. And I think that's what they're worried about now is trying to get people in and out because they can't put as many people at each one of
0: them. shit. So you you jump from um, Cobra Kai to Hibachi. And you said you got Haley to watch uh, the Karate Kid. But did you guys catch up on the Umbrella Academy?
2: Yes, yes, we did okay, finish that. Okay, I was about to and say, it, it was, like, y'all, was, you, you, It was you, you, good, you. yeah. Well, <laughs> Haley didn't because I just, she moved out. She finally moved into her apartment. And so now uh, I ain't got to wait for it no more because she ain't in the house. So I went ahead and watched it. So I watched that last week uh, as Told well. so. It's good, man. It's good.
0: I don't even know what's about to happen. Like, the way it ended is like, well, hey, well, I'll be damned.
2: Yeah. Back like, to they're square gonna one. Me, they're going to make me actually go read the comics. You know, I didn't. I didn't read the comics uh, going into it, so I knew nothing about Umbrella Academy. But, um, yeah, they're gonna make me go and actually read the comics because I kind of want to know what this happens.
0: At all, or this is another one of those Oregon Rosy
1: tangent moments. I mean, I just haven't watched it yet. I plan on it though. Oh, okay. It. Um, what you got for me? Well, I'm gonna go with the obvious. Um, so this episode is gonna drop on Monday. So even though it happened just yesterday, I'll just say. Uh, for episode purposes, several days ago now we lost Chadwick Boseman, um, Our Black Panther, our Jackie Robinson, all of those different roles he playing. So play so James Brown. It's very, very, just very sad, man. Like uh, we've talked constantly about just this year as a whole. You know, it started with Kobe, and it's been nonstop ever since. Uh, personal lives, entertainment, all of this stuff, man. Um, But I just want to just I just want to say how remarkable it was for him to do those last seven movies that he did while battling this cancer. Like he was literally getting Mm -hmm. chemo treatment between it. And like a lot of you guys have seen, you know, Avengers Endgame. And I don't know if you remember, but the press run for that movie was was ridiculous. And because his character died in uh, Infinity War. He didn't really travel with the cast that much because he was alleged his character was allegedly dead. But I'm sure behind the scenes he still was like close by or whatever. That the whole schedule just seemed like it had to be rigorous on him, man. And for him to do what he did just to entertain us, you know, it's just remarkable. And I just want to remember because it's a very sad thing. I just want to remember the joy he brought so many people. So many people went out to see Black Panther that knew nothing about Marvel, knew nothing about a King T'Challa or a Killmonger. Some of them didn't even know it was a, a comic book movie. They just knew it was a black culture thing. People dressed up, went and saw that movie, man. I just remember the joy he brought people two years ago. And that's what I want to remember. Um, it's just sad, man. I'm I'm exhausted. I'm literally exhausted. I I take death even of people that I don't even know so much more differently this year than I did any other time in my life. So just incredibly sad, man. Rest in peace and prayers to his family.
0: Man, I'm gonna pick up where you left off on that, man. The whole Chadwick Bozeman thing hit me hard. I was we were over a friend's house last night when we got the news and it just like stopped the conversation and like caught us so off guard for one, because it caught us off guard. Like this dude was suffering from colon cancer for four years and nobody
3: was a wiser to it. You know, uh, a few things I took from that is he had a hell of a circle. He had a (laughs) hell of a circle for nobody to have leaked
0: anything. In today's society, everything gets leaked. Everything gets leaked, you know? Mm, hell, they might yeah. leak this show. You know what I mean? Like it's it's crazy. Um, so I was like, man, he had a hell of a circle. And so make sure you have that defined in that hell of a circle. Have that Bozeman circle. The second thing is I miss the I guess the photos of him that were released recently where people kind of were going at him, talking about he looks sick and all the stuff. And it just became a a joke and people were clowning him. Um, For one, for him not to have responded to that. I don't know if he was just tired or was in shock or just bigger than the situation. And I'm going to, I'm going to just assume it was a ladder. It, 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 made me realize that sometimes we're so quick to just pass judgment and not know the full story. You know, like people were clowning this dude and I actually saw somebody recant and like, you know what? It teaches me I needed to be better. And so not so quick to judge because I was one of those people that had jokes, not me, but that's what they were saying. And I'm like, we need to understand because you never know what somebody else is going through. You can admire them. You can wish you were them and all this stuff, but you never know what, know what's going on. Like There was no way in my mind that our
3: Black Panther was fighting a, a battle with cancer. And third, man, it's a tough blow just because I was looking forward to
0: Black Panther 2. Like I really, I was like, if we ever needed a Wakanda, if we never ever needed our fantasy land, that escape, it was now, I was hoping it would drop this year. Cause I'm like, I just, we need that, that, that brief period of just black pride that we had a few, few years ago, two years ago, like Byron was saying. So man, that was, that was a tough, tough pill to swallow. And I don't know if they finished the movie or they started the movie. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if they can replace. I don't know. But all I know is I'm sad. You know, that really hit hard and I can't stop thinking about it. So um, that was that was my two cents on that whole thing. Don't want to belabor the the show. So anything else, fellas, anything I want to add?
1: Now, nah, just as we always say, man, make sure you tell the people that you love that you love them. Like, actually say that to them. Don't assume they know it. If this year has taught us nothing else, tomorrow is not promised
3: at all. Yep.
0: Well, I'm on this note, on, an on and on that. On that note, what I'm going to do is uh, kind of, and I wasn't expecting to talk about this. This is what I really was going to talk about this week. Was man Tuesday? Uh, Z and I started this course. And I think because you guys have known for the last few weeks, I'm, I've am i been talking about preparing mm-hmm. for the worst, you know, like getting ready, you know, after everything we've been through this year, if anything, I, mm-hmm. I've learned that, like, like you said, tomorrow's not promised. So we're taking this grave matters course um, that my line brother and his wife, actually his wife's uh, family puts on uh they're in a church in Tampa, and they're doing it virtual this year, so it's a seven week course on preparing for the next step, making sure you have all your ducks in a row and it it's it's serious i mean we we take things for granted you know um one of my sister's associates just passed this week thirty nine years old had a heart attack we still don't know all the details but just out the blue. Left two kids behind. I don't know her situation financially or whatever the case may be, but people our age don't prepare for, usually don't prepare for those things or we have certain things prepared, but we don't have everything written out. Like by Tuesday, I have to write my obituary. That's my assignment for this week. Like that's, that's what's going on in my head and just dealing with everything else is, it's tough, man. So I'm going to share with you guys at least the, the cover sheet or the the table of contents of things they're saying we all need to make sure we have prepared is basically a folder, a his and her folder or a folder you leave behind and say, here's all my pertinent information. Your like Razi or DD uh, form 214 and all that kind of stuff. Insurance paperwork, your will, all that stuff. Do people know where to find it? So it's been a crazy week, man. So I tell people to prepare, get ready, because as you seen today with the Chadwood Bozeman thing, like things happen.
3: So with that being said, let's pay some bills and come back and um see where this goes. All right, we're back,
0: and thank God we have Sophie with us today. Sophie, we need you to give us a good joke um to break up this uh, this mood we have. So, you got a good joke <laughs> for today, Sophie?
2: Yeah, I got a joke for you. Oh,
0: hold on, tell me about sticks. I heard yeah, you she- got
2: gypped. Styx, hold, on, hold on. She she for some reason she wanted to put some in her mouth. The instant it was time to start talking, go ahead and finish eating. a okay, chip. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. Go ahead. So tell me okay. about what what happened at sticks. Um, they were supposed to do another. Like they're supposed to do like a choo choo train or like a tiny volcano. Uh-huh. They didn't do any of that. Why not? They did the rest, but they didn't they didn't even do the chicken throw thing inside your mouth. I they didn't throw the chicken to your mouth either. They Ooh. had to do that.
0: What's the point? Was the food at least good?
2: The food was good but I couldn't finish it.
0: <laughs> wow, were you just that, that upset that you didn't get your choo choo train or your volcano? What? Were you just that upset that you didn't get your choo choo train or volcano that you couldn't eat or what happened?
2: I ate, then I ate until I was full.
0: Oh. And then I didn't eat. <laughs> okay. Maybe he doesn't know how to do the volcano. Maybe he's new, Sophie. Maybe he's. Do you know how to do a volcano on the choo choo train?
2: No, because I don't work at six. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying. Maybe he was new. He was nervous. You're intimidating Sophie. Maybe he just like, maybe I don't want to mess up in front of Sophie and Ollie. And he just kind of, he just like, I'm just going to, I'm just not going to do it. Maybe that's what happened. Is that ice?
2: Hmm? It's, it's uh, Tostitos.
0: Okay. Well, Sophie, give us your good joke first. I need, I, need a, I need a good laugh.
2: Okay. What's the loudest pet you can get?
0: <laughs> the loudest pet you can get. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Byron, I know you know the answer to this one. Come on. What you got?
1: I, I, I don't. What is it? I
0: got nothing, Sophie.
2: A trumpet. Oh. A trumpet. <laughs> A trumpet. I got it.
1: Yeah, I got it.
2: <laughs> More chips. Chips.
0: <laughs> All right, Sophie, I love you.
2: Go ahead. Here, y'all take the chips. <laughs> Looks like sour cream and onion. <laughs> no, it was uh, like some toastitos, chips, and salsa. Oh, okay. <sighs> so, the little corn tortillas. A trumpet Mhm. <laughs> she be trying, bro. She be trying.
3: No, I get it. Yeah. At Trump. Trumpet, mm-hmm. trumpet. Yeah,
2: yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Trump. Trump. <laughs> yeah. What
2: happened? Then I'm looking through her joke book and and like there's some good ones in the back because it's a knock knock joke book and you know knock knock jokes aren't all that funny most of the time and so but it has some bonus jokes in the back and they're actually funnier than the knock knock jokes
1: yeah
0: well of course we got another great joke uh by sophie we're gonna change it up a little bit today um Since you hear the glass and the ice clicking, that means Byron's been drinking and I'm playing catch up. So I'm going to let him take this one. I'm going to let him start off because um, I'm trying to see how angry I need to be by the end of the episode. All right.
1: Okay. So the setup for this question is going to be a little lengthy because there was a lot going on this week. There, we were talking before we even started recording. There was so much happening this week. like. We probably could have, we could have done two or three shows, to be honest with this week alone. But I want to go into the world of sports, which was affected by what happened in Wisconsin. And so by now we all know what happened with Jacob Blake being shot seven times in the back. Um, and of course that led to one of the NBA teams refusing to play a playoff game in a series that they were already up 3-1, they were willing, I don't think people know this, they were willing to forfeit a game because they didn't know what was going to happen. They didn't inform any of the other 12 teams that are in that bubble in Orlando. They didn't inform their opponent. It was literally like a last minute decision and they decided not to play and they were willing to sacrifice a game in a playoff series because we know how important championships are to athletes, but they were willing to sacrifice a loss In the name of justice, I've seen a ton of criticism on what happened after that. You know, the rest of the teams follow suit. And for a few days, we didn't have any NBA playoff games. And people were saying, well, what is that going to do? And I don't care about a bunch of millionaires not playing a little sport. And uh, they don't really care. And they could have been all types of criticism that you would expect from the usual suspects. Not going to really get too far into that. This is what I want to get into. First off, I want to give a shout out to the WNBA, who I feel have been overlooked. Those women actually have been going harder than the men. They kneel. They all had on T-shirts with replicas of seven gunshots in the back. I thought that was very, very powerful. And, and they have been speaking up and they, too, decided not to play their games. And I don't think enough is being said about those ladies. I commend them. It's been tough for them, especially for that Atlanta team that's owned by a particular owner that I won't say because of my job. But um they've had a lot to disagree about. So I want to commend those ladies. But back to the NBA players. They it was a lot of confusion and frustration because the Milwaukee Bucks did not let the rest of the teams know what's going on. And some of the players was like, look, we don't mind this, but at least let us know. Um, I, I'm against that because for me, it happened in their town, you know, in their area, in Wisconsin. Milwaukee is, is close to that area, and I think it affected them the most. And, and people, not just players, not just athletes, people in general are just sick and tired of seeing another black person being killed by police, we've been over it and over it and over it on this podcast alone. But let me just get to the point. Uh, they spent days going back and forth on whether or not they want to. They were going to resume play. They decided to go ahead. Obama was even consulted. He spoke with uh, Chris Paul and LeBron James, and ultimately they decided to go ahead and play the playoff games because at one time it looked like the entire NBA season was about to be over as LeBron and the LA Lakers and the LA Clippers said, when asked, Hey, are you guys in or out? They said, you know what? We're out. We're not, we're not finishing the season. Yeah. So they changed their mind. And what they can't, what happened was they get, they brought the owners to the table and got them agreed to do some things, some real, to implement some real changes such as, using the arenas in each of the NBA cities for additional uh, voting stations. So you won't see what you saw in Kentucky as they try to close uh, different polling stations in order to suppress our vote. Uh, They're going to pay for ads that raise social and racial awareness. They're going to implement real criminal justice and police reform. I don't know what that looks like. I'm just telling you what I read. So those are the things that they got the owners to agree to before they decide to play these games. So I said all of that to ask you two brothers, because there has been a lot of criticism. And some of it has been, I wouldn't say fair, but a good question to ask, because it was asked among among some of the players. When they initially decided not to play the games, the criticism was, okay, what's the end game? We're not going to play now what? So I want to ask you two guys, do you agree? with the initial, boycott is not the right word. I think it's labor strike is the correct term. Do you agree with the initial labor strike? And do you agree with them or disagree with them resuming play? In other words, how could they have handled this differently? Or do you think they handled it correctly?
0: I'll start off. uh, I'm going to call it a boycott because that's what it is. And that's what I respect. And I'm with them 100%. Just because they were able to do something that as much as I talk that I haven't done. Like there's so many days where I just like, I don't want to be bothered. Like I just, I just need, I need a break. Like, but I'm not in a position. My job's not going to, well, you know, Tavares isn't coming in until we do X, Y, Z. It's not going to get me anywhere.
3: You know, I understand their 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 pain, even if
0: it didn't get anything done. Sometimes you just need a break. That's what it is. I think that's what people don't realize sometimes, like what is it going to accomplish? I don't know, but I just need a break. Like I just need I just need to decompress. And you brought up um, the shooting of Jacob Blake. I think that was part of it but I don't I don't think people link to Jacob Blake in the Kyle Rittenhouse. I think that's how you pronounce his name. The 17-year-old shooter who killed two people in Kenosha, Wisconsin and wounded another uh, who was Who doesn't even live there.
1: Drove from Illinois.
0: Yes. Yeah. Drove from mm-hmm. Illinois protecting property. 17 years old. Out past curfew, handling an assault weapon, open carry, which is a, like, I think it's a class two misdemeanor. Like,
2: it's a misdemeanor. Yeah. yeah, like
0: that to me is what I think. For me, it was what pushed everything over the edge. Seeing another black man getting shot in the back was like, man this this is this 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 shit is crazy. And then you turn around two days later and you like, he just killed two people. Walked by the police as witnesses are pointing him out, saying he's the guy, he's the shooter. He makes it
2: all the way back home.
0: He's still in Illinois, people.
2: And and he missed his court date Friday, and the judge said, That's fine. I'll I'll push the court date out a month.
0: Well, he requested to push it back. He didn't miss it. He requested to push it back so he can get a a better lawyer because he has a GoFundMe, because as of now, he's an American patriot slash hero. And so he has the funds to
3: get a better attorney. And he's supposed to be getting one of these top attorneys out of uh, California. That is just, it's draining. And you want me to go out and be my best
0: at and entertain you right now? That's To me, That's if I was an NBA player, that's what I would have been thinking. You want me to entertain you right now? And it's not like, you know, some of us, we can go to our job and just half- for the day if I don't come full strength if I'm not at my best my season's over I I've I worked my whole life to get here I worked my whole life to be getting these opportunities to get a championship ring or whatever the case may be and right now I'm not feeling it so I'm with them a hundred percent I'm even with Kenny Smith just getting up and walking off of uh was it first take? no NBA um
1: uh, not first take. NBA, uh, I know what you're talking about NBA on TV, TNT.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's just like, you know what? I'm with them. I, I stand behind them. Do after calming down and figuring out, you know, because sometimes it doesn't, it took them to boycott for us to have, or for everybody else to have the conversation. And of course your haters going to hate, but it took them to boycott for them to be able to sit down at the owners, the table with the owners, in the NBA, who I commend, who I think have been very open to what their players have to say. So my hats off to the NBA, even with the the, the jerseys and the Black Lives Matter on the court, all that stuff. So they haven't sugarcoated anything else. And to be open as instead of saying, What
3: else do you niggas want? They were like, We get it. And they're willing to do more. But um I can't believe I'm agreeing with, partially with Stephen A. Smith, but I think the fact that they're
0: carrying on, I want to see what happens after the interviews. I want to see if they're still having those talks. Because when when the games happen, when they're being interviewed, the spotlight's on them. When they're playing and everybody's watching that game, the spotlight's on them. So to me, it helps the message. Because if they go back to their homes and they tweet something or whatever the case may be, they're not going to get all the TNT watchers, viewers, and the ESPN viewers, or it's not going to be talked about on Sports Center or, or First Take or you know part of the interruption. Those they're not going to get that same publicity. So this is their time, and I hope they have a unified message. And we're living through a very historical time, and I just want to see how this all pans out. So. I'm with you. I stand behind the NBA. I need that that needs to be a shirt. Yeah. And WNBA. So good point, Brian. I'm glad you brought that up
2: too. They get over I I one thing about um the court date. Real quick, I want to throw that back out there. Yes, he requested to have the court date changed. He still missed the court date and let one of us um let one of our black asses <laughs> miss the court Touché. date. And say, you know, I need, I need to get a better lawyer. We still would have had a warrant out for us. So, you know, it's still the point is he didn't show up and his lawyer went in and requested the 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 stay and said, hey, I want I want another court date a month from now. Um, But he didn't show up. We would have had to been in that courtroom requesting that uh, as a shooter. Uh, and that and that just comes back to that white privilege that he has to be 17, get water and joke. He's seventeen underage with that open carry that misdemeanor again seventeen year old black kid would have been arrested right then we wouldn't have been getting water from the police officers before we shot somebody. We would have been questioned saying, "Hey, you look a little young. How old are you? Why are you out here that that's the That's the issue, so going down that whole path, this could have been avoided if the police had done their job and said, hey, you look a little young. How old are you? Show me your ID. You need to get off the street. Well, I You mean, can't the, be out here with this uh, weapon.
0: Well, the police chief said, hey, the, the protesters wouldn't have got shot if they would have been home before the curfew.
2: Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. We know what it is, and we know why all that happened, but, the but thing I'm just about saying it is, it, it's, it's still how, an how issue.
0: Does, the protesters wouldn't have been shot if it was an underage person out Side, past curfew, like mm-hmm. he's he's blaming
2: he's when I I've never seen is it is his mom being charged too? Not no, yet. and she should not she yet should, she should be she should be charged with accessory. Yeah, she in she
0: drove him. They're like nobody drives. Like you know what? Drive me to Birmingham so I can take this <laughs> AR-15 and stand in front of somebody's store that I have nothing to do with. It's- and protect from this, 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 and this. It's,
1: it's all disgusting, and you know, I didn't get permission to put her name out there, so I won't say it, but, you know, we we all know someone who uh, is friends with someone that is the family of Jacob Blake, and uh, this one hit close home for them, and it's it's just all disgusting to watch how he's the victim and how, well, he had a knife, and uh, he had warrants and all this stuff. It's the, it's the it's a, and I, I got to give it to him. It's an effective playbook. It's the same playbook, mm-hmm. but it's a, it's the same. It, yeah, it's, it's a, a, demon demonizing. It's, it's, exactly. It, it's disgusting it's, because
0: it's student body love, man. Sh- that shit works.
1: Sean Bell can't go and enjoy his night out before he gets married. Tamir Rice can't play with a toy gun in the park. Khalif Browder. Goes to Rikers Island for a book bag that he didn't even steal. Eric Garner, he doesn't make it home. Breonna Taylor is at home and gets killed. Yet George Zimmerman takes a life. He goes home. He only got charged because of social media pressure. Remember, if you, if you remember that case correctly, mm-hmm. he was good. Like they had yep. already brought him in, got his side of the story. Right, bam. Thanks for your time. Uh, this cow, whatever the hell his name is, Rittenhouse, he made it home. He had a long gun and walked past the police. And you mentioned what the chief of police said. For he also said, because they asked him. How was he able to just walk right past police with that weapon after shooting two people? And he said, Well, you know, our officers get tunnel vision sometimes. For real, dog? That's what you gonna go with? Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Chaos. We're well responding to shots fired. <laughs> it was chaotic. We're not gonna stop the guy with a gun. And, and
1: and and that and I don't I forgot their name, but that couple that pulled out their tools on protesters, they they get an invite to the Republican convention.
0: Mm-hmm. So, well, the, the, Kyle would have, too, if this would have happened a month oh, he ago, he
1: absolutely would have He absolutely because would they have. mentioned
0: him multiple times at the RNC. So it's, yep. it's,
1: they called him a patriot. It's the, a hero. It's disgusting. And the fact that they call him a patriot. See, they always tell us to wait for all the facts and details to come out. Even with George Floyd, where we blatantly saw him murdered, they told us to wait. But they don't wait for the cows of the world. They don't wait for that couple. They don't wait for George Zimmerman. George Zimmerman wasn't even white. But because he took out a, a black teenager, he, he was all right. So he was good with them. It's, 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 it's sickening. Uh, I don't have the energy to get angry anymore. I'm, I'm nearly numb to it. I, it's just, it's a sickening thing. And just want to go back to the original question. I'm in a it, sports group. Yeah, I, you guys are in a sports group. Uh truth be told sports shout oh yeah, shout, shout out to Hooli you know what i'm saying but you know someone was on on there criticizing what the players did and here's my take on this This is just me first well,
2: buff, let me let me get my let me get my first oh, I'm sorry, I, I didn't I, get am oh yeah, sorry yeah. go ahead bro so, yeah, yeah we got we got we got down a rabbit hole with the whole uh Kyle Rittenhouse but um i just want to say i am tired of folks telling us how to protest Oh yeah that's really what it comes down to. I stand by the players because that's how they wanted to protest. Did it d- Did it spark discussion? Yes, because when you say that, you know, what is it going to do? It didn't do anything. You're talking about it. Oh, well, it's taking eyes off of uh, Jacob Blake and, and putting it on them. No, mm-hmm. no, we're talking about Jacob Blake. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, why are they protesting? So it brought the people who did what wasn't looking at Jacob Blake are now looking at Jacob Blake they're looking at the situation because they can't watch their little bit of basketball for the night. It, 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 it is effective. So miss me with the, Oh, they shouldn't do it. They should do this. They should do that. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of, they should protest like this. They should protest like that. They shouldn't riot. They shouldn't do this. They shouldn't do that. If, if, if quiet protesting worked, we wouldn't have to resort to the other things. If marching by itself worked, we wouldn't have to resort to rioting. If a, you know, economic protest worked by itself, we wouldn't have to have our athletes and and very large personalities boycott, protest, speak out or whatever. So I'm so tired of as soon as it doesn't fit your narrative, it's. At that point, stick to whatever you do. Why are you even talking about it? Like an actor can't have a political opinion, like a athlete can't have a political opinion. Politics is everybody's business. That literally is everybody's business. Your choice and your your vote matters. And so when you step onto whatever platform that you have and use that platform to talk about how you feel about something, it is your prerogative to do that. And and don't don't be like oh well it's not their platform it's the owner's platform it's the league's platform they're it, they're using their jobs platform to do it these guys aren't at a nine to five they don't act like they are clocking in and clocking out because yes that's their that's the job that they have but at the same time they they have to deal with the public all day long every day so they have a platform as an individual. And they can use that platform to speak on whatever they want to speak on. So, uh, again, man, it's it's just so frustrating because if you want to call them out for boycotting. But it has you talking about the boycott and what happened and why they did it. They did their job. Mm. That's why they did it. If they didn't see that coming, if they didn't think anything was going to happen at all for it, they wouldn't boycott like I I get what you're saying Ferg about they need a breather or whatever, I mean that's a sick day. You, you you know I need a sick day, and as a team if we need a sick day we need a sick day. Uh, and you know the the thing about it is I'm up three three nothing in a series or I'm up three one in a series, it, it it's not as much of a risk to take that day off and be like you know we're gonna do it. Um, and that's I think why LeBron, the Lakers and the Clippers were so frustrated with the rest of the teams because they were like we're out. And the rest of the teams were like, no, we got to keep playing. And they're like, look, now it needs to become a movement. It needs to be something where we can actually say this. The the playoffs aren't going to happen unless you guys do something, because that's when you start thinking about, OK, what is my platform? What do I want out of it? Sometimes you go into a a protest not knowing what you want. Mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter happened like that. They didn't know exactly what they want. They didn't have a platform. They knew they just needed change. Mm-hmm. That that is the that's the ultimate of my platform. We need to change. We'll figure out what needs to change and exactly what it looks like later. But I know something needs to change and so I'm protesting or I'm I'm bringing my voice to say something needs to change. And I think that's good enough to start.
1: Apologies for stepping on your answer man and I promise, folks, we don't plan this, but Razio mentioned he's tired of people telling us how to protest. I happen to have written an article called That's Not the Way to Protest that I'll be posting on our page. And I just also want to uh, take some other points. You mentioned how they feel like actors shouldn't have an opinion. That's not true. They just don't like actors that don't agree with them because they happily put Clint Eastwood. On the Republican convention a few years ago, yep. they love agreeing with John Boyd and hell.
2: Scott Baio. They, or whatever. they criticized
1: Obama for being a celebrity, and guess who they elected in 2016?
0: So exactly, miss me with that. So that was must be my thing,
1: yeah, and athletes too. They had Herschel Walker on there, so they just want people that agree with them, man. But that's that's all I got. Who's next? No,
0: you didn't <laughs> give your. You never gave us your take. You good? That's it.
1: You, I well. I, <laughs> I guess I'll be brief, man. I agree with them because it's kind of like what Razio said. You may not have the answer, but you just know that you need to protest. You know, that you're fed up about something. And even if you don't have the end game thought out or whatever, that's okay. Because sometimes you just need action. Sometimes you just got to take some action. And it seems like they were able to get some things done. And my assumption is after the season is over, They're going to really work on trying to get more things accomplished. So it's kind of like a wait and see, but I don't criticize them. And like I told the person in that group that I'm in, I personally have never marched. I personally have never protested. I uh, I donate to organizations. I'm down for the boycott if that's what people are for. So I'm not in a position to criticize how somebody protests, because if my black ass ain't out there, then who the hell am I to say what you should and shouldn't be doing? That's all I got on it
3: for Cool. What you got for us, Rosie?
2: So I had I had a question, but I, I, I think I want to stay on this. I want to stay on this, but I'm going to come this Kyle Rittenhouse thing from a different angle because, you know, I have a lot of Army buddies, and, you know, the Army is notorious for being extremely right-wing um, and conservative, and so a lot of those guys um, – post some pretty conservative things. And, you know, I, I've batted the idea of just kind of unfriending them and blocking them or whatever, but I keep them on because I really want to see, do they really believe those things or, or, you know, how, how prevalent it is. It gives me my, my take into white nationalism truthfully is what it really comes down to. I want to know what they're sharing and what they're talking about. And, um, but at the same time, it was one good thing or, or or valid point that came out of the Rittenhouse discussion because, you know, they're defending him to no end. And it, it pisses me off. But, you know, they're talking about him. Tra- we, and, you know, we are talking about him traveling from Illinois uh, to Wisconsin to defend, um, you know, property and stuff like that. And my thing is, is that a bad thing? he 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 messed up he he murdered somebody he messed up but is that a bad thing or is that something that we need to also adopt and as a group say if it if it is a hotbed of something happening do we need to go i talked about you know stone mountain georgia and how antifa went up there and they were armed too just in case it went on And so do we, as, as black people need to kind of take that on as well and start kind of tooling up, traveling and saying, you aren't going to intimidate us. You aren't going to come in and do anything to our areas. Oh, you want these people posted up at polling stations? Say no more, say less. We're going to be there too. You know what I mean? So do we need to take that same mentality and Make sure that we are protecting our, our rights and our property the same way that they do.
3: We don't need to travel. I think it should be local.
0: Because if we get on one accord, that wouldn't be the issue. But the thing about it is. We can't protect ourselves like this, dude, is protected like the Republican National Convention is calling this dude a f- hero, we would have been dead. No questions
3: asked.
0: Man got shot in the back seven times.
3: In the back. They told me he had a, a knife in the car. With three kids in the car. It, it's, 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 it's crazy. Like, we can't even defend ourselves. Like, it's, it's, to me, it's like, I feel like that's what they're waiting on. They're waiting on that shit. Kyle was waiting on somebody to make a move mm-hmm. the police
0: were waiting on somebody to make a move and Kyle beat them to the
3: punch they didn't they didn't even have to do it they, that saved them they were like well shit we didn't have to kill the kill him it's man it, I, I, I understand what you're saying I mean we we do need to organize
0: and we do need to be united but like it seems like every time we unite and get organized, somebody's about to die. It's just that simple. Every time we get united, some they're gonna take, they're gonna take leaders or they're gonna take some people because they're scared of black uh organizations. They're scared of scared of black unity. We need to do it, but it's like the risk is so crazy. It's just the fact that we we can't get away with the same stuff. There's no way Risey could have drove from Illinois to Wisconsin, did the exact same thing, and be alive today. Don't buy it. Don't believe it. And I mean, I I don't know. I, I just I I want to be that person and that 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 patriot said we can do that and that's what we
3: need to do. Let's arm up, but I feel like that's what they're waiting on. Uh I like your idea if it's
1: protecting life. Like Kyle's idea was to go there and protect property. So not for property, but for life. And like you mentioned, um the the group that showed up at Stone Mountain, like if we're going to have a, a majority of all white militia show up somewhere, then yeah, we need our people that kind of like, you know, the Black Panthers of the 60s that would literally just show up for when black people got pulled over by the police, we definitely need to figure out a way to bring that back because a lot of this is happening because of police interaction. Um So I'll just try to keep my answers short since I went so long in the first segment, but uh yes, to protect life. Yes. Protect
3: property. Not so much.
2: Yeah. I, but my, my thing is, Protecting property, it may not be protecting life, but it's protecting livelihood a lot of times, uh, and and so that's that's th- that is that that conservative message that they're trying to send, right? Is is that? And I I think it is somewhat valid to say we're going to protect from the rioters because we we talked about that, right? It, it's it's like. We aren't condoning the riots. I'm not going to be bash it, but at the same time, I'm not going to condone it. And so I'm okay. I truthfully am okay with us, them, whoever, saying we're going to be up here. We're going to make sure that nobody breaks all these windows and burns this house down or burns this uh, business down or whatever. Um, I'm, I'm truthfully okay with that.
0: Because at that point, you're putting livelihood over life.
3: No, no. Because it, it, you're also going to have a lot, I, lot of black versus black.
2: Yeah, you okay with yeah, okay you okay with would. that? At, at that point, like what what's what's different than Harlem when black business owners did that exact same thing during some of the riots during the Watts riots, black business owners did that exact same thing to protect. Well, you talk, their, you're talking their about stuff. you're
1: talking about individuals versus a coordinated group. <clears throat>
0: Yeah. Like I, I rather our efforts go, cause then I feel like we're doing their job for them. Yeah. We're doing what they want us to do. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, they're turning on each other. You know, my thing is if we're, if we're, if we're, if we're the rioters, your initial question, you were like protecting the polls. I'm for that. Yes. Like I, I can, I can dig that. I can get with that. It's like, look, don't be scared. Don't be, Oh, they're saying it's not your polling station. Let me catch an Uber and get you to your polling station. Let me make sure that you have, if you have any questions, I'm in there for, like, we're here for you, for you and with you for those things. But to protect property or whatever the case may be, that's what, the, I feel like that's what they
2: want us to do. I I, I I get it. But, you know, you you were the main one talking about how we need to not riot in our neighborhoods or whatever. We need to go to those white areas and riot and this, that, and the other. But if we are going to riot in our neighborhoods, why isn't it that we can say, hey, you're not going to touch this property. I don't care if you uh, burn down CVS, but you're not going to touch this black business. You're not going to touch this black business.
0: I stand behind that, but I'm not willing to risk that person's life or my life or make a bigger issue or give a news story add f- fuel to the fire of the right wing. See, they agree with us. that's what we've been asking these niggers to do the whole time, police their own selves, black on black crime like and then Risey might protect this black business if it goes down, and something happens, you still going to jail. You going to jail like it doesn't it's a win win for them. So let them, looting is bad, but I'm not about to go out there and reprimand or stop a looter. I'm not about to risk their livelihood. I'm not about to put them in the
3: system or put myself in the system for that because there's no, there's no good outcome. Going out there to
0: stop voter suppression or oppression, I got you. To stop those things, to protect, to protect the protesters, that's something different. I, I, I can get behind that. I have more support for that. But to police, are, to go out and do what they want, I'll be right. I'll stand, I would have been standing in your world. We would have been standing next to Kyle. Hmm. We might not have pulled the trigger, but we would have been standing next to Kyle. And once again, when I look at that, they're saying property over life. This gas station is more valuable than this person's life. And I, at no point do I ever agree with that. Life first. And I I mean, I don't know, maybe that's the medic in me, you know, like I'm all about, you know, saving lives and, you know, I don't know. It is what it is.
2: No, I I just wanted to you know, it's the same way last week. I want to flip the script and think about it from our lens and make sure that we're not beating up on them or or trying to call them out on something that we would do ourselves. Mm, understood. So that's why that I, I, I a lot of times I frame those questions like that, knowing where we're probably going to go. But you never know. I mean, we, we might be on that whole, well, yeah, we can stand next to Kyle. Maybe, maybe nobody would have got shot if we would have been next to Kyle. I doubt it. Kyle probably would have still shot him.
3: Kyle
0: drove all the way from Illinois, dude. He had a plan. Mm-hmm. He he was looking for that action. He was about that life. He he He's about that life. Then Raj, he's not about that
3: life. And it is what it is, man. Like, like, you just don't, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
1: Bring us home, brother. What you got?
0: All right, fellas, I'm going to bring us back in. I'm going to kind of stay, stay angry, but I, I want to figure out why the hell everybody else is angry. We, we, gave, we gave as black people, we gave them our lives, we gave them our blood, sweat, and tears. We gave them free labor. We gave them inventions. We've given forgiveness. We've given everything. But
3: for some reason, White America as a whole still—I'm not going to just say hates black people, but we are seen as an enemy. There's there's this un unjust disdain for blacks. Why is that? Who? What a question!
1: Or <laughs> um, well, it look like you like you got someone your mind, Raza. You want to go
2: first? I I can. I can. I I think you you said I don't I don't think they hate us. I do. I I think well, I think they love themselves and everybody else be damned. So, it's a little nuanced, just a little different than just hate flat out hating us. I think it comes down to Years and years of slavery, Jim Crow, them being on top, white privilege, having the power structure and wanting to maintain it. So they. Every we talked about every generation is getting better, you know, last last episode. And I think what's happening is that system still there. Because they want to hold on to it. The implicit biases are there because the media, well, the the media still portrays us like they do because the implicit biases are there, right? The stereotypes are there. It's very easy to fall back on those stereotypes and automatically presume the black person's guilty, automatically assume the white person's innocent automatically assume that the black person was the aggressor automatically assume that being white is less, um, you know, threatening. Right. I mean, what was it? The, the female or the, the black cop that actually got, um, prison time because he killed a white woman and they literally said her five two, Mm -hmm you know, one hundred and thirty um, pound frame, um, you know, she shouldn't have been a threat for you. But when you look at a black male with that same frame that's 14 years old, he's a threat. So, you know, it, it it's that that presumption is there. So I don't I really don't think that they quote unquote hate us. I really do think that it's just. It's, it's that lack of empathy that they just don't care about us. So it's it's not necessarily that they don't hate us. They want to preserve their way of life. They want to preserve their, their privilege. And in order to do that, they, they have to continue to shit on us because you can't, you can't maintain privilege. You can't maintain a power structure without having power and, and, and pushing down the other, um, you know, race, ethnicity, um, you know class so uh, you know it it's we have kind of that double whammy of race and class uh that that pushes us down because you know th- there's that strata and and the white power structure also pushes down the poor white class they just don't push them down as much they disproportionately affect them more than they uh, they affect truthfully a a poor white person is affected by a lot of laws more then say us three. A lot of times we're not going to be affected by these changes in laws and stuff like that. That poor white person is affected by it as well. It's just that, again, going back to media, media doesn't show that media shows that it affects the black people. And we because we are the welfare queens, we are the ones that actually take all of that. We're the takers of the bunch and all those white people that are on the uh, that, that's a, a hand up for them. But for us, it's a handout. So I think it's the media thing. But when it comes down to why they hate us, we didn't do anything other than ask for equality. <laughs> we 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 want to be seen as equals and they don't want to they don't want to give that up. You know, they, they know that they they have the privilege and any time that they'll say, oh, I don't have any privilege. My response to any white person that says that I don't have white privilege uh you know cuz you're poor and you had to work for everything that you did and and god and all that the thing about it is take whatever hurdles that you had and add 5 10 20 more on top of that that is being black in america so while you you might not think you had privilege because you had obstacles we had even more that's the problem
1: um so i'm going to answer two questions uh let me let me tackle Razzies first. Uh, I absolutely think they hate us. Uh, anytime you can see an unarmed person of color killed, shot down like a dog, choked in the streets like he's nothing, uh, walking from a convenience store with Skittles and a tea and, and kill, and you immediately go to... You know, they got high. They deserved it. All of this stuff. That's absolutely hate when you compare to when you see a a white victim killed in the same manner. You have all this empathy. It's nothing else but hate. Anytime um, Donald Sterling was a billionaire. And he still was upset with the fact that his girlfriend was showing not just a regular black dude. One of the most famous black dudes to ever walk this earth, Magic Johnson, she was showing him attention. He couldn't take it. He couldn't take it. Lost his basketball team over that. Donald Trump, another billionaire. Went out of his way to take out an ad to went, went out of his way to take out an ad. To say how the Central Park Five, we now call them the exonerated five, needed to be killed and put to death at the time. It's absolutely it's nothing else but hate. And when I say hate, I don't mean like how Hollywood portrays where you got the the Mississippi white southerner with, with the with the half button flannel shirt sweating and looking dingy and dirty with his with his fist balled up, consumed with hating black people 24 seven. No, that's not the kind of hate it is. No, they can go by their day. Every every single day they can work with you, they can smile with you, they can joke with you. Hell, they can even go grab a bite to eat with you. They still can hate your black ass. Let you get out of line, let you say the wrong thing about the topics that we discuss. And what like Rosie talked about some of the friends that he follow and some of the things they post. Like, look at some of the things your white friends or co-workers have posted over the last couple of years. And that's what they post in public. So to me, It absolutely is hate. Now, Ferg, to your question, why are they so mad? You guys talked about it several episodes ago. Things like affirmative action and all of these other things makes them feel like they're losing. And when you've been here for so long and you feel like you're losing bit by bit, they lost slavery. They lost the Jim Crow. They, they lost a lot of the other things. It feels like they're continuing to lose to us and that we're gaining. Then that's going to cause some of the dislike that they have, some of the anger that they have. Uh, we had a black president, and and, it, and he was. It's not like his name was was James O'Keefe or or Jamal Elroy. It was Barack Hussein Obama. You can't get blackened in that with that name, and that kind of stuff makes them angry. And just to go back to the hate again, like. I posted an article uh, last week. Interracial couple put their house up for sale. Not put it up for sale. They got it. Um, what do you call it?
3: Uh, appraised. appraised. They got
1: it appraised. When the black woman was on the pictures, they appraised it at $330,000. When the white husband said, okay, let's just leave the pictures of me up.
3: $465,000. They hate us, bruh.
0: Tell them how you really feel, buff.
3: Well, I'm kind of in the middle. I don't know if I'm in the middle. I'm kind of like 60, 40. What I do know is they don't love our black. And I don't know if they hate us. I think they hate the dynamics of us
0: taking away and questioning their advantages. So when you're talking about Jim Crow and slavery, it's like, we're fine with this. We're fine with this. You took it away. You're, you keep taking away these advantages that we have.
3: And not only are we taking away the advantages, these niggas have the nerve to ask for equality. You know, like, I think that, that that's, that's what it is. Like, I always think about
0: um, Django. When Django walked, uh, rode up to Candyland on a horse and they talk about that nigga on a nag. And it's like the fact that this dude is sitting at the same level as us. He's sitting above us. We have to look up to him. Like they hate, they hate the idea of that. You're asking for equality. He's free. I don't think that's changed. I don't think they hate us. I hate the idea of us asking for equality because there's things that happen with that. I think it always reminds them of their greatest sin, which is slavery. It reminds them that the reason all this sh- came to be is because of how they unjustly enslaved a whole group and race of people and took away everything, their identity, their families, everything. And it reminds, and that's
3: why they want us to get over slavery, so they can get over slavery. Like, you know, like, if you forgive me, it
0: it makes it easier to get over because they can't get over. They can't get past it until we
3: get past. it. And I think the biggest part of it is it makes them question their greatness. Because if you take slavery away and you make these dudes equal. What does equal look like? Are black people. Because equality, and sometimes
0: we look at equality differently. We look at equality as black people rising. But imagine, imagine them having the same challenges we do. Would that be black people rising? Or would that be white America falling? And so I think for them, they're scared of what that could be. It's like, man, if I had to overcome everything that Rosie or Ferg or Byron or these other people have to overcome, would I be where I'm at? It's not that I'm scared that Byron's going to be where I'm at. I'm fearful that I'm going to be where Byron's at. You know, like, I think Chris Rock tra- uh, has a joke. like, you can ask anyone. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm rich as fuck. And I guarantee, you know, one white person in here that want to trade lives with me. He's like, he could be a broke bus boy in here. And he's the, he doesn't want to trade lives with me. It's the fact that they don't want to be where we're at. And so, like you said, Razi, it's holding on to that 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 power structure, and I think it's they're 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 fearful, and I don't know if they hate black. I don't know if they hate me or I hate black people, but they hate the idea of being black or being where where they're equal to blacks.
2: Yeah, I I I want to say it, to both, the, like Byron's point, there are white people that hate black people. So yeah, so so. so But I don't want to paint white America with a broad brush like that and say white America hates us there because that I I think that turns off a a lot of our white allies. Right. It's it's there are. The system is set up to hate us. And again, because of those implicit biases, because of what they've been taught, because what media shows them, because how they've been raised, it's it's difficult to get out of that. So, but I think hate is a strong word because, to for, in my mind, in order to hate, you have to consciously hate, and so that that's where I think in <laughs> if if you want to get technical with it, indifference, um, you know, lack of empathy, of course, stereotypical.
0: They don't love our black stuff. Though.
2: They don't love us. But at the same time, I, I don't think that they, as in all of white America, hate us. But there yeah. are pockets that do completely hate yeah. us. And I don't believe
0: in absolutes, but I think I think most people hate the dynamic. I think just like, you know, um, with men, I asked this question. Um, I talked to one of my friends a few months ago and we we're talking about him and his wife and his challenges with his wife. And I asked him, would you trade places with her?
1: I feel, I feel, I feel like I'm an advocate. I feel like I'm an advocate for women that are victims of domestic violence. And when women say, we don't feel protected by you men, when women say men need to stop beating their wives in domestic violence, I'm a man and I'm not offended by that. So a white ally should not be offended when I say, white people hate us. Obviously, I'm not talking about every white person. The things you guys talked about have nothing to do with the fact that racism is predominantly in the southern states, not because of the location of them, but because that's where the majority of black people are. Any municipality where there are majority black people, you will find heavy racism. That is not an individual white thing. That is a white thing, period. I'm not talking about the white allies. I'm not talking about the Hannah Vickers, the Tim Wises, the Susannas. I'm not talking about them, but I'm talking about as a whole. What, what, what are we talking about when we talk about white supremacy? We're talking about a system that's too much, that's way too many. It's not just individuals. So you should not be offended if you're not a part that's oppressing. Yeah. But not, not only should hey, you I, I, not be offended, take a
0: sec and sh- look at yourself though. Like you said, like when women say this, sometimes we have to take a step back because I'm going to be honest. Sometimes I do get like, man, I'm tired of being beat up, but it's like, you know what? Hey, I'm just one person. I'm outnumbered. The reason this is an issue is because there's less of me and more of those people. And I'm not perfect. So, I get out of my feelings, lit shut the f- up and listen. So to any of our allies, you know, if the shoe doesn't fit, at least try it on, do the Cinderella thing for us, try it on and see if it fits. If, it, if it's, you know, at least take a step back and, you know, reevaluate and then keep on trucking. Like I'm with you, Byron. Like, I'm not going to say, because I don't think the only reason I don't say hate, because I don't think it's subconscious. I don't think it's, Or they're consciously like, you know, wake up in the morning like, I hate niggers. It's just they hate the dynamics of what would happen if they were black in America. If they were treated like us, they would not like it at all. They hate anything that reminds them of that.
2: Like, like, I, I, I don't know if the listeners heard it, but my thing is the system does hate us. White America as a system hates us. I'll give them that. I you know hands down I, I I just I don't want it to end up being on an individual level where we're talking it, it people are trying to personify it as you as a white person hate us. Um so that's that's my only thing. And like Ferg said it, it if if you're listening to this try it on and make sure that you aren't one of those folks that do hate us.
0: Yeah. I mean cuz uh, Byron and I were talking a few weeks ago a few few days ago it was like we're still trying to be more open to some of the, the the messages or the things that we have that we have to unlearn growing up in I mean and we didn't say these words but growing up in a rape culture culture. Like we still weren't we're still not perfect. So yeah. there's things that still happen and we're like, you know what? I get it. Why aren't we doing more of this? Why aren't we doing more of that? So Man, this this show what this show was bananas, man. <laughs> How angry were we?
1: I don't think we were that angry. I think we were reasonable, man. But it's, okay. this, is a great, okay. this is some great content okay. to me.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right, people. Um, well, fellas, let's go ahead and close out the show. I know we might have been a little long winded, but it was worth it.
1: Uh, I'll just I'll try to be brief. I want to wish a happy birthday. I just mentioned her name, Hannah Vickers. Uh last week I told you guys we were invited to her podcast with her and Rachel. What I'd like to tell people, me, Ferg and Rising Man, we had a blast. That episode is gonna air in the first week of October. Is it October seventh? October seventh. Yes, yeah, so October 7 we We'll mention it again before October seventh. But ladies just wanted to say again, we, we really enjoyed that and I just wanted to wish uh Miss Vickers a happy birthday. I hope you enjoyed your uh, your weekend.
2: Yeah. For me, just throwing it out there, guys, make sure you visit three brothers, no Check out, we got some new merch coming. Uh, I know everybody has to wear masks now and that's not going to wear anytime soon and going anywhere anytime soon. So just, uh, visit us, check out the merch, try it on, uh, order something, our supplier finally got their backlogs up, so hopefully we won't have that COVID long uh, lead time before you you get your merchandise. But check it out and uh, and let us know what you think. And if there's something you want to see on there, let us know. We'll throw it on there, man. So we we appreciate everything on that because it helps us get that word out. Sure. And um and I know Christmas is coming up, so for Byron, are you saving up for those Dior Jordans? <laughs> you better you better save up for those. <laughs> she wants them. I saw I saw I saw her actually po- uh Yeah. I think she posted it on the post
1: that she wants those. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm aware she wants them.
2: <laughs> I'm aware, that's
3: why. Absolutely,
0: I agree 100%. Go to dot com and check us out. Want to go back and say happy 40th birthday to my cousin Melvin and Tabitha. I know this is a week um after, but you guys are the 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 elder statesman of our group, and want you to know that we love you guys you're leading the way, you're doing a great job, you guys make forty look great um and then finally, we really appreciate all our guests. I really had a blast on the show with the young ladies this week and Our goal is to diversify our our panel. We want to diversify the people that come on the show. So if there's anybody or any any group or any topic that you want to hear from and not just hear from us, maybe hear from somebody in that community. Let us know. We want to talk. We want to we want to grow our brand. We want to grow our mindset and we're willing to have any conversation with anybody. So even if it's a white supremacist or whoever you want to bring on. The three brothers are taking on all all callers. So once again, three brothers, no sense. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment. And most importantly, listen again. Check you out next week.